Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, June 10th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 154th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Be sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it comes out each day, so make sure to go do that. Also, please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. By the way, today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. So thank you again for tuning into today's episode. To start off the show, I would like to talk about some Blackhawks news that broke on Tuesday, which is Corey Crawford being the Blackhawks nominee for the 2020 Bill Masterton Trophy, which is annually awarded to the player that best exemplifies perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game of hockey. Last year, Robin Leonard won the award and gave a tremendous speech at the NHL Awards with the famous quote, I may be mentally ill, but that doesn't mean I'm mentally weak. So some really powerful stuff there from Leonard. So kudos to Crawford for being nominated by the Blackhawks for the second consecutive season. To sum up Crawford's 2019-20 regular season, Crow played his first full NHL campaign since 2016-17 after missing the majority of each of the last two seasons due to concussions. The 35-year-old netminder finished the year with a 16-20-3 record, a 2.77 goals against average, and 9.17 save percentage with one shutout. Crawford played really well down the stretch for the Blackhawks, though, to keep them hanging around in the playoff picture after Robin Leonard was traded to Vegas at the deadline. Crawford was one of the main reasons why the Blackhawks just barely snuck into the 2014 postseason as the 23rd seed, and uh, he's actually one of the reasons why many fans think the Blackhawks will be able to upset the Oilers in the best-of-five playing series because he has that ability to steal a game or two for sure, and it gives the Blackhawks a tremendous advantage in net with all of his playoff experience over Miko Koskinen, who uh, I'm not, I don't even think he has any. He might have got some last year. Not positive, but definitely Crawford and the Blackhawks have the upper hand in that department. And only other two Blackhawks have actually won the Masterton Trophy in franchise history. Looking back now, Pitt Martin won the award in 1969 and 1970, and Brian Bur- Brian Burrard in 2003-2004. So if Crawford is able to come away with the award, it would be the third time in Blackhawks franchise history that uh, a player has taken home the Masterton Trophy. And it's been a grind for Crow these last handful of years. With all the concussion issues and getting up there in age, always a bunch of criticism and whatnot. But on the ice, I think Crawford's remained a tremendous goaltender, and he's been one of the the more underappreciated parts of the Blackhawks' success. I I still think he's the number one goaltender in the NHL, even at his age. Uh, And we'll see what happens in the offseason, whether or not the Blackhawks will be able to re-sign Crawford. It will probably take a hometown discount to do so, or if Crawford, you know, goes elsewhere and signs with another team, or if, you know, maybe he just decides he's had enough with his career. I mean, he doesn't really have that much more to prove. Two-time Stanley Cup champion uh, and a key, key part to those two playoff runs. So uh, regardless, Crawford has been tremendous during his time with the Blackhawks, and uh, I'm not sure they achieve all they do without him in that. So kudos to Crawford for all he's achieved over the years, and uh, we'll see 
if he's able to come away with the award. Uh, but honestly, he doesn't really have a shot. I don't, I don't think he does because there's a handful of other nominees who have some tremendous fighting stories and such. Uh, in my opinion, I think the three finalists will be the Ottawa Senators, Bobby Ryan, the Philadelphia Flyers, Oscar Lindblom, and the St. Louis Blues, Jay Bomeister. Uh, if you want to go see the full list uh, of all 31 nominees, uh, you can go check out the PHWA Twitter page or just uh, their website. <clears throat> I believe you could find the full list. And Crawford and the other 30 nominees will be narrowed down to three finalists in a poll by the PHWA members uh, at a later date, and then they'll determine a winner. And uh, that will be announced at the NHL Awards, which we don't know when that will be yet, obviously, because we don't know when hockey will return yet. So that is to be determined. But uh, yeah, I think those three guys are going to be the three finalists, if I had to guess. And I think any of those three guys could win the award. Just to briefly go over their stories, Bobby Ryan suffered from alcoholism and also just really struggled to produce with the Senators the last couple of years. But in his first game back in Ottawa, tremendous story here. He scored a hat trick, and you could see him visually emotional on the bench, on the bench shedding some tears. Uh, with everything going on, you know, the circumstances, the crowd going nuts because they're all aware of what's going on. It was just a really cool hockey moment. Uh, and because of that, I, I'd probably pick Ryan to be the winner just because he's had his comeback moment already. Um, as for Lynn Blom and Bomeister, their stories, uh, Lynn Blom back in December was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, tragically, which is a form of bone cancer. And it was announced he would be sidelined indefinitely due to the situation. But Lynn, Lynn Blom remains positive, And he was actually uh, quoted yesterday saying, I look forward to the day I'm back on the ice. So still aiming at a comeback, which is awesome to hear. Hope he's able to do so because uh, he'll receive a very warm welcome back no matter what arena he's in. And hopefully he'll have his Cinderella, Cinderella moment like Ryan did as well. And then there's Jay Bomeister, who collapsed on the Blues bench after reportedly suffering a cardiac episode during a TV timeout. A real scary moment there. The Anaheim Ducks first responders, shout out to them. They went all hands on deck and were able to save Bomeister's life, fortunately. And then later on, Bomeister had a successful heart procedure that stabilized his irregular heartbeat. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like his playing career is going to be over, but um, incredible that, you know, he survived that. Um, thank God for the Anaheim Ducks first responders that were able to, uh, bring him back and, you know, save, save Jay Bomeister's life. Cause that would have been what a horrible scene if they weren't able to do so on an NHL bench it, during, just during a TV timeout in a live game, such a scary moment there. So three incredible and heart moving stories, and that's why they likely will be the three or will be three nominees that deserve the award over Corey Crawford. But nonetheless, Crawford has a tremendous story of perseverance himself. And it's great to see him recognized by both the Blackhawks and the rest of the league for that. All right, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about the 2010 Blackhawks Stanley Cup team reunion that took place yesterday, which was 10 years to the date from when Patrick Kane scored the overtime winning goal in game six of the Stanley Cup final versus the Philadelphia Flyers. But first, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. 
Listen, we've all had our share of car problems. How much easier is it when you have an auto shop you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop you can trust for any car part in any situation. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at Talkin Hockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y. Also, make sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks to get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. So we just wrapped up talking about Corey Crawford being nominated for the 2020 Bill Masterton Award. Now it's time to move on to our next segment, which will be about the Blackhawks 2010 Stanley Cup reunion that took place yesterday, which was 10 years to the date from Game 6 versus the Philadelphia Flyers, the team that brought hockey back to the city of Chicago. Man, was that squad something. I knew that team was going to be special right from the signing of Marion Hossa in the summer, but I wasn't sure if that young of a team would be able to climb the mountain, and sure enough, they did. Anyways, NBC Sports Chicago had a great virtual reunion with a bunch of the players from the team, just going through a ton of great memories and fun little segments with the guys and stuff. It was really cool. If you want to check it out, you can do so on the Blackhawks Facebook page or also the NBC Sports Chicago Twitter page. The network then re-aired Game 6 versus Philadelphia for old time's sake, and then a special Blackhawks post-game live concluded the festivities. Just a fun little 10-year anniversary of one of the biggest moments in Chicago sports history. That team, man, really, really made me fall in love with the Blackhawks and the game of hockey as well. I I could take this conversation in so many different directions because that year was truly something, and uh, it it changed my life for the better in so many different ways. But I wanted to talk about my 2010 Game 6 experience, and I also would like to hear about your experience as well. So hit me on Twitter, at TalkinHockey, with what you were doing when the Blackhawks ended their 49-year title drought 10 years ago today. Or yesterday, I guess. So back on June 9th, 2010, I was a little 13-year-old who had a baseball game that afternoon in a wooden bat tournament, and I remember I never wanted a game to finish so fast. I did not care at all who won or lost, I just wanted to get home and watch the Blackhawks take care of business one last time. I unfortunately had to miss the first half of the game or so. Uh, I don't remember if I won that game in the wooden bat tournament or not. Uh, But I do remember listening on the radio when Patrick Sharp snuck a shot five hole to tie the score two to two midway through the second period. And then a few moments later, I got back to my buddy Kyle's place, raced inside to watch the game with all of my baseball stuff still on. I probably ran inside with my cleats. I was so anxious to get the game on. Uh, but I remember seeing Lad's goal late in the second to give the Hawks the lead. And then the entire third period was absolute chaos, and I was just a nervous disaster. For And for some reason, in the back of my head, 
I had the feeling that the Flyers were going to tie it up just because they were that never-say-die team that had come back so many times in the postseason already. And when Hartnell banked the puck in off of Hosa, of all people, to tie up the score, my stomach just dropped. Poor Marion Hosa in that moment, just four minutes away from finally winning his first Stanley Cup after guessing wrong and back-to-back Red Wings-Penguins Stanley Cups the two years prior, and then the puck banks off him into his own net to tie the score in Game 6. If the Blackhawks don't come back to win that game and they go on to lose Game 7, holy moly, is that a story for the centuries. That's like a Bill Buckner-esque story there, but fortunately, this story does have a happy ending, as, of course, Patrick Kane went on to score the controversial game-winning goal in overtime. I had no idea what to do. Um, I had no idea whether or not the puck was in. I saw Kane celebrating, but only like two or three Blackhawks were joining in and everyone else was kind of just looking around. So I didn't really at all know myself. So I was just kind of there in limbo. I remember just standing around, not knowing what to do. But then I saw the replay and I saw the puck was in and I instantly started jumping around the basement in excitement. I can remember just uh, being, I mean, it was awesome being, you know, summer going into my senior year of high school or summer going into my freshman year of college, my last like hurrah with my friends. I remember watching that team win the Stanley Cup and going crazy. But like being 13 years old and the first one, that moment was so awesome. I I remember going nuts. Uh, I called my mom and had an emotional conversation with her. She was born in 1959, but obviously doesn't remember the 61 Cup team. She was only two years old. So she had been waiting her whole life for that moment. And it was just a really cool, heartfelt conversation that we had. I won't forget it for the rest of my life. So thank you, Kaner. Thank you to the rest of the boys for creating that memory for me. I won't forget it for the rest of my life. If you have a similar cool story from Game 6 back in 2010, please, please, please share it with me on Twitter, and I'll make sure to read those on Friday's episode for everyone to hear. So just very cool of NBC Sports Chicago and the Blackhawks to put on that event for the 2010 Stanley Cup team. I really am looking forward to more of those events if they do have those on the other two Cup teams. And hopefully the Blackhawks can make some more memories for us in the coming years as well. Maybe uh, we can have more than just three of these events. So yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool, um, getting this young core and starting from the ground up and having a complete rebuild. That would be... Uh, kind of similar to the 2010 team, but uh, kind of a different rebuild look at what the Blackhawks could be. So hopefully that could happen. You know, we'll keep our fingers crossed down the line. All right, coming up, I'm going to talk about two-time Stanley Cup champion Chris Versteeg possibly joining the Blackhawks broadcast booth sometime down the line now that he's officially retired from professional hockey. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar comes in eight different chocolate nut or nut-free flavors, which are completely covered in 100% real chocolate. Not any of that fake stuff they try to sell you sometimes. This is the real deal, 100% chocolate. Built Bars are magnificent tasting and also health conscious, so you can enjoy a tasty snack while also staying fit. Most bars are only 110 calories, but all bars are under 170, while they're all high in protein and high in fiber. What more could you want from a protein bar that tastes like candy? 
I am not lying when I say you need to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps to get $10 off your first order, which is just a ridiculous deal. That's all caps LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your first order. Who doesn't like a protein bar that tastes like chocolate and candy? Make sure to use promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps to get $10 off your first Built Bar order. This is Jack Bushman, your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey, or you can also email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions regarding the Blackhawks, myself, or simply just life in general. Thank you again for tuning in to Wednesday, June 10th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We've already discussed Corey Crawford being up for the 2020 Bill Masterton Trophy in the 2010 Cup Reunion. But now it's time to move on to an interesting topic we'll talk about quickly, a topic that the former host of Lockdown Blackhawks, Jay Zawoski, broke on Tuesday, which is that former Blackhawks Stanley Cup champion Chris Versteeg has interest in joining the broadcast booth now that his playing career is over. Versteeg also hinted that he could join the Blackhawks broadcast team as early as the 2020 postseason for the best of five playing series versus the Edmonton Oilers. Versteeg joined 670 to score's Dan Bernstein on Tuesday to talk about his memories from the 2010 Cup run, and then the conversation transitioned into Versteeg talking about his life after hockey, and more specifically, getting into broadcasting with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Dan asked Chris if his career playing ice hockey is over, or if he'll continue to, pl- continue to play top-level rat hockey around the city of Chicago, to which Versteeg responded by saying he's hanging up the skates for good and is going to focus on coaching his two sons that he has and try to pass down the information that he has learned over the course of his career for their benefit and anyone else who wants to learn about the game. The interview then got a little more interesting when Versteeg rounded out that topic by saying that people might see him on TV sometime soon for both the Blackhawks and with Sportsnet. Apparently, he has been in talks with the Blackhawks VP of Communications, Adam Rogowin, about joining one of the Blackhawks broadcast teams for the season, and then with Sportsnet, Chris was supposed to start with them a couple months ago during the postseason, but that was obviously washed due to the COVID-19 outbreak. So he said he could be doing a game here and there for them during the 2014 postseason, but we'll see how they use me is basically what he said. Versteeg has always been a very charismatic guy and just a a true natural in his interviews. Uh, You saw him at a couple of the cup parades having beautiful speeches in front of a million fans in Grant Park. Those went fantastic. (laughs) So, uh... I think the transition to broadcasting makes complete sense for Versteeg, and it honestly would be pretty easy for a character like him, much like it was for NBC Sports' Patrick Sharp, who is now looked at as one of the better hockey analysts currently with the network. If Versteeg does end up joining NBC Sports Chicago, he would join Sharp, Jamal Mayers, and Adam Burrish as former Blackhawks that went on to work in their media department after calling it a career playing ice hockey. I think... Versteeg would fit right in with that bunch. Both, all four of those guys have some great banter. Uh, as and not not only just that, they all also have a strong sense of postseason hockey with all of their experience. So I think Versteeg would fit right in beautifully. Uh, and also with that postseason experience, he would be a nice addition to the Sportsnet team for the 2014 postseason as well. <laughs> like how cool would it be to have Steeg around the bench or uh, up in the booth with uh, Eddie and uh, Doc? 
calling the Blackhawks Oilers series in the playoffs. Or I guess it would be he'd be working with Sportsnet, probably doing like pregame stuff. But uh, having some insight maybe in the Blackhawks Oilers series, that would be really cool because Versteeg knows the organization well as he was uh, a part of it this season. He was the captain for the Ice Hogs for a little bit. So he's played with some of the younger guys and, of course, some of the core guys there for many years. So that would be really cool to see Versteeg kind of uh, <clears throat> give his opinion off the ice about what the Blackhawks are doing and what it's like inside that locker room and uh, just the mindset of a postseason series and uh, what what the Blackhawks are talking about and whatnot. I, th- I think it would be uh, really cool to have that uh, addition to not only just the Blackhawks but also the entire postseason because Versteeg knows what he's talking about. He's been there, done that for many of years, uh, and you know he has a lot to offer to the game. So um, I think it would be a wise move for both departments to add Versteeg to their network because uh, he has a great sense of humor and he just knows the game. So it makes sense for just a couple of different reasons. If you want to check out uh, the rest of uh, 670 The Score's interview with Chris Versteeg, you just have to go to their website and click on the Dan Bernstein Show to listen to the full 19-minute conversation, which was chocked full of some really, really good stuff. So I, I do recommend going to do that because Versteeg touched on a couple really cool topics uh, the 2010 Cup run, the city of Chicago, and how they really banded together with that team during that Cup run, uh, life after hockey, his kids, uh, what he thinks about Patrick Kane, and uh, just how he plays the game of hockey and how he's changed the pace and the speed of the game to what it is today. So, yeah, some, some really cool stuff in there. Go check it out at 670 The Score's website. <clears throat> so, yes, Versteeg joining the Blackhawks media department sometime down the road is definitely a possibility, and I hope that plan follows through because I truly do think Steger would add a lot to the team with a sense of humor, as I said, as well as just his uh, overall knowledge of the game in so many different facets. So let's hope the organization gets that one done because uh, it just makes sense for too many reasons. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, June 10th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it's out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about a potential return to hockey in the coming months. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, you could always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and thank you again for tuning in.